Welcome, Cornerstone family. This is Derek Britt. I'm going to be hosting the podcast today, and I just wanted to say welcome and happy Good Friday. Today is a day that we celebrate the greatest gift that anyone has ever given anyone else, Jesus giving his life for our lives. And we just want to take a moment to remember how good of a day this is. And we say happy Good Friday, not because it was a fun day, but because it was the beginning of this great victory, the greatest victory that's ever been won. Good Friday was a day that began the reversal of the human condition. People who were moving along towards certain death now had a new way open to them, a restored life, a redeemed life that could live forever with God because of Jesus' death and resurrection. I want to tell you a story like I do a lot of times on Sunday mornings about my kids. Uh, my kids love to play with their dad. Um, Jumpin' Joey's is probably one of our favorite places to go here in Bloomington. Just one of those places that they load up with a bunch of, you know, blow up, you know, jumping areas. Um, they got a bunch of arcade games and it's just like a kid's paradise. Um, and when my wife uh, goes to meetings or uh, is hanging out with students and I'm there with the boys, I always like to take the kids to jump in Joey's and they like it when I take them to jump in Joey's for more than one reason. Um, one, the main reason is they know that when we step into jo- jump in Joey's that I am Santa Claus, that literally anything they want to do, I'm going to do. And that would not be true if mom was there. Um, so we walk in, you pay admission, you know, it's seven bucks or whatever, just to jump on the things. And then there's just all these flashing lights and arcade games, and then there's pizza and then there's drinks and I'm just paying it all, you know, uh, whatever you guys want to do. I want to do it. And, you know, you get all the tickets, um, just all the tickets you can imagine. And you take them over and you get the terrible plastic toys that they'll never want to play with again. And the dumb, dumb suckers, you know, that if you actually calculated it cost about $3 and 50 cents a piece based off of how much money we spent. Um, but I think it's a pretty, it's a pretty good night. And I like for them to come home knowing that uh, dad loves them, uh, maybe even a little bit more than mom, um, even though we know that's not true. So, uh, But we have a good time, and uh, they know that that's what dad's like when we're at Jumpin' Joey's. And I think that's probably true, um, or I think it's probably true what some parents say that you know, maybe we don't owe our kids anything other than putting a roof over their head, feeding them, raising them up and sending them off. You know, you hear that a lot. You know, I gave you life. You know, I don't owe you anything else. Um, uh, do we really owe them much more than that? I don't owe them jumping joeys. You know, I don't owe them uh, anything in that way. Uh, but that's not really a father's heart, is it? You know, I may not owe them anything else, but that doesn't mean that I don't want them to have it. Our scripture is from Matthew chapter 20, and it follows a similar line of thought, especially when it comes to Good Friday. I just think it's an interesting passage um, as you guys are reading through the Bible or the Gospels. um, You're probably coming uh, coming up to this today, and uh, just something I think we could think a little bit about. In this chapter, Jesus, at the beginning, near the beginning of the chapter, he is predicting uh, his death. Um, he's talking about how he's going to be turned over to the chief priests. Um, he's predicting that Good Friday today, what we celebrate today, is coming. And as the chapter goes on, he explains it a bit more. Um, there's some questions from his disciples, um, and he's saying not just that I'm going to die, not just that I'm going to be turned over, but that I'm actually giving my life as a ransom for many. In other words, Jesus is saying um, that I'm laying down my life so that others won't die apart from God, so that others can inherit the kingdom of God as well. 
And the chapter goes on, and just with this in mind, you know, with Good Friday in mind, with Jesus predicting his death, um, Jesus talking about how he's about to give his life as a ransom for many, uh, we get to the end of the chapter and we arrive on something that I think is really powerful. It's a story about two blind men that are calling out to Jesus, asking for his help. And I'm just going to read the passage to you. It says this, says, as Jesus and his disciples were leaving Jericho, A large crowd followed them. Two blind men were sitting by the roadside, and when they heard that Jesus was going by, they shouted, Lord, Son of David, have mercy on us. The crowd rebuked these men and told them to be quiet, but they shouted all the louder, Lord, Son of David, have mercy on us. And then Jesus stopped and he called them. He said, what do you want me to do for you? Lord, they answered, we want our sight. And it says, Jesus had compassion on them and touched their eyes. Immediately, they received their sight and followed him. Keep in mind, Jesus has just revealed to his disciples he's about to give his life as a ransom for many. He's about to give his life so that people can live forever with God. He's going, marching, you know, as the chapters move on to Matthew chapter 27, he's marching toward his death and resurrection. And he stops for these two blind men who are saying, son of David, have mercy on me. And then Jesus says something really powerful. He, he, the only thing we see in red letters in this passage, he says, what do you want me to do for you? He looks at the blind man. He says, what do you want me to do for you? And then he willingly grants their requests. So you think about Good Friday, and I I tend to think about Good Friday a little bit like how we think about parents not owing their kids anything, right? So Good Friday is is the one thing that kind of Jesus has in his back pocket. If if Jesus does nothing else for, for us, Good Friday would be enough. The resurrection would be enough. And Jesus knew this. He even said it right before he met these two men. He said he would give his life as a ransom for many. He knows he's already marching toward his death so that these two men can have eternal life. He could have simply said, what I'm going to do for you will be enough. But he didn't. He turned to the man and he said, what do you want me to do for you? Jesus, who owed us nothing, gave his life for us. And the same Jesus who who owes us nothing, who has given us eternal life, reserves the right to ignore us when we ask. But this Jesus loves us so much that he'll still stop and turn to us in our need and say, what do you want me to do for you? I think it's pretty powerful. It shows the father's heart. It's a fatherly love. It's the love that I hope I display to my boys, to IU students. It's a servant's love. And today on Good Friday, I want you to remember that Jesus Yes, he doesn't owe us anything. What he has done is enough. What we're celebrating, the finished work of Jesus on the cross today, is enough. It's more than enough. But I just want us all to remember that he's still so good that it's okay for all of us to see him looking at us today in our need, for you to see him today looking at you in your need, in your suffering, even in your want And to hear him say to you, what would you like me to do for you? That's the power 
of the God that we serve. And I, I hope that all of us walk in that example. I hope that when I walk in Jumpin' Joey's that I'm thinking about what God has done for me, that God's heart toward me, the, the, the heart of a servant toward me and what he did on the cross and what he did with these blind men, what he does in my life every day, that I'm walking that out myself. I hope that I'm challenged to do that. But my challenge really today is, is on Good Friday to remember that we serve a God who wants to meet our need. And I think we recognize that on Good Friday, maybe more than any other day. And I think, yes, today let's walk in gratitude, but let's also remember how good Jesus is, that it's okay as you're driving your car today, as you're walking into work today, to hear Jesus say to you, what do you want me to do for you? That's my prayer for you as we go about this day. I'm looking forward to Sunday morning. It's going to be a great Easter Sunday all back together. I can't wait to see everybody. Let me pray for you uh, before we finish off today. God, we thank you for the opportunity that we get. Lord, just to experience you throughout the week. Lord, I thank you for this reading. I thank you for what it's doing in us, how it's transforming us. Um, God, I thank you for who you are, for what you do. And uh, we just want to say today, Lord, how grateful for we, how grateful we are um, for who you are. Lord, that you don't just think about us as uh, people that you did something for one time, but that you care enough about us uh, day in and day out um, to look us in the eyes and to say, what do you want me to do for you today? And so God, we don't take it for granted, um, but we're grateful for it. And God, I pray meet needs today as we go about our lives and bring us all together on Sunday to celebrate the amazing work that you did on the cross and the resurrection in Jesus name. Amen.